Hey there, I'm James McKinvan, and that's Dagobert Renouf, and you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows the journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, bad, and the ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week, you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. Dago runs yes. a logo generator business called Logology and a Twitter course called Dominate Twitter. I run a podcast production business called Podbander, and I'm trying to grow my leather wallet side project, Witstable Craft Co. If you're listening on audio, the podcast is now on YouTube, so you can see us in glorious high definition. The link will be in the show notes. And in this episode, Dago talks about his impromptu Twitter hiatus and shares some absolute nuggets of wisdom from his course. I am back on my feet after a down period over Christmas, but after selling some bifold wallets, I feel great. And I also try to convince Dago why he should do some exercise. Let's get into it. So what have you been up to this week? So this week, I haven't tweeted. The last time I had a tweet hiding session was in November. And since then, you know, I've been like kind of burned out and trying to find my rhythm again after pushing so hard on the course. I did a break at Christmas, but then the week before Christmas and the week when I came back after the break, I mean, my tweets, they're boring. Like they're not high quality. And man, it was so depressing to get way less likes than usual and feel like people are not invested as much, even though I get the impressions. So I, because, you know, I check my stats and all. So I see it's only just like the quality and like it's depressing. I'm like, I don't want to be like posting low quality just to post shit. So yeah, I have, I stopped tweeting like a couple of days ago to finish what I had to do, you know, and set up in motion what I had to set in motion. And then, you know, next week I'm going to do a full week writing session again. And then I'm going to have amazing tweets and I'm going to be proud of it again. And I'm going to have higher engagement and be happy. But yeah, it's hard for me, but like, I kind of like let go of like, okay, fuck that. I'm not going to bore people with like mediocre tweets. Did you take a break this week then from work? No, I just like, I feel like it's, it's not really, I mean, there's a bit of burnout, but it's mostly, I think, not being clear on where I'm going. Cause like so many things going on. There's the course. I had some ideas to like keep improving the course, but I'm like, okay, I can just stop improving this shit. Like it's good enough. And and wanting to do Logology version two, wanting to write tweets, having all the errands to run with my companies, like to my company, like the accounting, all the shit mm-hmm. that I haven't been doing this past few months because I was like head on on the course. So yeah, there's like, basically when I get too many things, I get lost and I lose direction. And when I lose direction, I lose productivity and I burn out quickly. So I was like, okay, I need to take a break. I need to fix this. So I'm getting rid of all the shit I have let, you know, slide for the past few months, accounting, all the stuff like this and writing a good two months of content ahead of time, writing two months of tweets, two months of memes and being ready. And now I'm done with the course, at least, you know, this version, I will probably do some small updates but, you know, that would be like a few times a year. So, yeah, so now I feel way better. That's why I feel relaxed today, you know, on this spot. I'm like, okay, I can I can do something else now. So next week, are you back on with writing your tweets? And you say you're going to do like two months of content. How, what are you going to be doing differently for your tweets? So that's, what you, that's already what I usually do, which is I write two months of content ahead of time. Mm. It's basically just go all in for one week and write a ton of stuff. I'm going to do a bit differently. Like I'm going to try to bring more value with threads. I'm always been scared of threads because it seems like it's a growth hack. Like it's a tactic. Like it's not 
most yeah. threads you know are like boring as shit but at the same time i did two threads in my entire twitter lifetime and every time people really loved it and it's not because it's a hack it's because it's a different way of bringing value so i have like some long form kind of content i want to bring value about like my entire strategy for how i launched my course like from beginning to end which i think a lot of people wanted to know how because i got successful so this could be a good thread i'm going to do a few meme threads also because it's always fun and i had one which was incredibly popular like a few months back so i'm going to do a couple mm. ones more and also i'm going to do more because you know when i started tweeting i was doing a lot of long tweets like story tweets that i call them and i feel like now that i have more followers people don't want that for me as much but now if i do that it seems like i lose people like it's like i feel like i need to yeah. own that i'm like in a bit higher position so people want advice from me now not just like you know and it's like it's hard for me but i'm gonna try because like i feel like i can do short tweets kind of more like influencer type tweets like platitude shit but like better <laughs> and i'm gonna try to do that but like with quality and on your point about the story tweets not working as well as they used to do you think that's partly because people know you more for the memes or have followed you for the meme funny stuff so the story-based stuff isn't that interesting to them you know i'm not sure because the memes i've been doing it for so long and it wasn't a problem before like i used to have lots of engagement on my story tweets even when i was already meme guy there's always a factor of social behavior of humans and when you see someone with X number of followers, it, like it impacts you in a different way. Like if you see someone with 100 followers tweet something, it's not the same impact and perception as someone with 50K. And that's just like, and, and that's way bigger than I thought. You know, when I started getting more followers, I noticed that. I noticed how reaching 10K, for example, was the biggest change in how people perceive me. Like it was crazy. Like it's just like the number of sales of my product just like, improved overnight because people thought I was more credible because of 10k you know when I started tweeting I was deep into logology building that you know with the pain of that so whatever I was tweeting was very deeply felt that was just me and I feel like now I've refined the art of tweeting so much that it's less a bit less spontaneous and because of that it's a very subtle thing, but I think it resonates less with people because it's less, you can feel that it's a bit like rehashed stuff that I already said last year. When it, like last year I was living through stuff and I was tweeting about it and it was real and it was raw and it was awesome and it resonated. And now I'm basically like rehashing the same shit. And I think people can tell, I think you can't bullshit people and I'm not trying to bullshit them. I'm just trying to produce content, but like I can tell that what's going to help me the most is start working again. Stop spending all my time fucking tweeting and start building Logology version two. Start getting failures again. Stop get, start getting my face, you know, st start getting slapped again by reality and have stories to tell. Because I think like it's better if I spend my time building or like experiencing shit and then tweeting about it than if I just, like I did for the past year, just spend all of my time tweeting at the end. And at the end, I have literally nothing new to say. So it's just boring shit. Even though I have all yeah. this amazing strategy, if it's boring, it's boring. Dago, that's such a good meta-analysis of yourself and your tweets. When was the last time you spontaneously tweeted something? Like literally opened the app and wrote a thought and pressed, pressed tweet? 
oh shit, I literally can't tell you. <laughs> I literally can't tell you. I mean, because I mean, that, that's how I mean, most people tweet, like me yeah. included. And it's, it's fun when, when I get into just having a thought, tweeting it, figuring out what gets likes, what doesn't, if it doesn't, don't do that sort of tweet again. I, I did a tweet this week promoting the podcast and I don't know if you saw it, but I yeah. put I a link I in it. it. And I, did you read yeah, it? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I retweeted it. Yeah. And I was, so I want to know, Dago, how do I share the pod without putting a link in the tweet? Because I, I was thinking, because I, I had your voice in my head as I was tweeting it. I was like, don't put a link, yeah. don't put a link. And the the alternative was tweet and then like below that in the thread, put a link. Is that the done thing? And like when I was thinking that, I thought that seems so silly because then people would have to like click on it and then go to just because I'm trying to trick so, the algorithm. It's not a hard rule. You can put a link. I think what happens is it's not so much that the tweet gets hidden or anything like that. It's just that if you put a link, people will click on the link, then they will visit the link and they will not engage with your tweet. And because they don't engage yeah. with your tweet, it doesn't give it more visibility and it dies. So you need to find a way that with or without a link, they engage with the tweet. So there are multiple ways. The first way is you can make a very engaging tweet without the link. So the tweet itself is very interesting and makes people curious. And then add it as a follow-up tweet like you suggested. But because you made the tweet in interesting and make people curious, then it works because they want to engage. And then they're curious enough to check it out. And the second way is something I did for Black Friday of my course is I wanted to have the link because mm. I want a lot of people to see it. And I said, this was basically 40% off. And if you retweet it, I give you 60% off. And that was a way of like, even if you visit the link, you have an incentive to, you know, engage with the tweet and boost it. So that was another way. And, but, I, but like generally, my, my approach is usually not that. It's like to just, that was just exceptional for Black Friday stuff. But my approach is usually to just have the link in my bio and then make people yeah. curious. You know, I'd be like, hey, here's a new episode of my podcast doing this, this and that. Awesome. And that's something. That, and if you don't put a link, that's something people will engage with because they want to support who they think it's nice. And if they're curious enough, they're going to click on your face and go to your profile and, and, sh and see the link. Okay, by I doing so, you. you get more engagement and you get more visibility and you make up for it that way. I wonder how video clips of the show would perform. I've always been resistant to putting video clips on Twitter. Okay. I just feel like... Where, for like my own behavior on Twitter, when I'm scrolling through, I rarely want to stop and watch even well, a 30 second clip. I, I was invited to a podcast two years ago and he did small video clips, like very small, like 15 seconds. And also there was like subtitles, highly visible. Yeah. And I remember there was a clip of me actually talking about the Twitter algorithm already. And he put it on Twitter and it got like 150 likes because it okay. was interesting. It was valuable. It was cool. And he got tons of listeners. So I'm thinking if you can get like a 15 seconds bite of the show with like subtitles and a cool bit, that will probably do well. Yeah, I think it does well. But you need subtitles because else people yeah, don't yeah, listen. 100%. And it needs to be short. But if you do that, it can be a great way to make people want to tune in, I would think. Okay, I'll try that. I will try that with this show. So let's talk about your stuff now. So... How is it going this week after you committed to have like a year of waking up early, going to the gym, getting shit done and yeah, well, being a yeah. perfect person? 
The first goal for me was get up early and set a routine. And I've done that every day. And it's been great. I love getting up early. That time between like 5am when I wake up and 8 or 9am, I get so much more done. So if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have published the episode of This Indie Life. I wouldn't have published the my client podcast. It's just that time where I'm just way more focused. And that way, I've got like this four hours of doing work where even if I don't do anything for the rest of the day from 9am, I'm fine. And That's awesome. that little switch has been good. And it's made me realize I've got way too much on my plate that I want to do too much. and I can't really work 12 hour days. I'm just not wired for it. So what I'm trying to do is just focus on getting up early, doing that work in the morning and just being not too harsh on myself if I don't get the other things done. Like number one, client work, which has actually been going great. And I'll tell you about that. Two is the pods or like it jumps above that if I've got wallet orders to do. They go first, which I kind of have got a lot of. The uh, working out, I've been twice and I'm struggling to put it into my routine. The worst thing is when I wake up, planning to go to the gym and it's raining outside and because i don't have a car i make an excuse so i don't want to cycle in the rain and the wet and the wind to get to the gym i've been going with my friend whenever he does it because he has a car but it's never clear to me the motivation to work out what's your main motivation (laughs) to work out because like my motivation for a while was like i'm gonna get harder or more attractive and i'm gonna get laid more but this doesn't work when you're happily married that sort of external motivation doesn't always keep people going to the gym as well it's what like motivates you intrinsically to want to train and the main thing is i just feel better when i do it i don't okay i don't enjoy the the gym being a thing i don't enjoy it when i'm there i enjoy like the feeling of progress i enjoy the fact that i'm like making my body better but I, I just i feel better in myself when i do it it's just i struggle to motivate myself it's like the self-sabotage thing i know what will make me feel better but i don't always do it yeah but like um, that, that's my point like it's like the worst kind of motivation at least for me like i'm gonna do this because it makes me f- because it, i know it's good for me like it's like <laughs> eating vegetables yeah sure but what are you what are you gonna actually do what's your plan when somebody shows you a plate of fries and you have to say, no, what's your plan? What's your motivation? You know, because like, yeah, well, just it, saying, it, it, oh yeah, I'm going to feel better in my health. That's like, you, you just, I, I never resonated you've got to think, with that. Yeah, dude, th- th- in those circumstances, you've got to think more long term. And it's what, it's like part of the reason I feel so shit most of the time is because I'm not very good at thinking long term and out of those decisions. I'm not very good when there's a burger in front of me or on the cards to to think actually if i have this or if i don't go to the gym today i'm gonna feel bad and i'm not thinking when I, on the days that i'm feeling really bad and for you the days when you're stressed that actually is this because i'm not working out regularly i'm not moving my body i'm not eating right it's probably all of these things that we're not thinking of in the moment i, I never could motivate myself with that here's a motivation for me personally on yeah. losing weight so not just going to the gym to get strong i have put on so much weight in the last two years and i don't like it when i look in the mirror i don't like it when i like walk past a shop window i'm like shit that's a fat guy and i it hit me once when i was playing football and this video match was being this football match was being filmed and i was watching back one of the clips and i was like oh look at that they've got a fat guy on their team and then i realized it was me 
It's like, I was the fat guy. And I've never been the fat guy. Yeah, that's the worst. So I, I, I don't like that the motivation for me when I realized I was a fat yeah. guy, like in my teens. Shit. So that, that's part of the reason I want to train and be healthier. Feeling and not wanting to be the fat guy anymore. I want, I'm like 25. I should be taking better care of my body. Like when you get older, like you have more health problems. I don't have that. And I take it for granted that I don't have those things. And so like I should make the most of it. Wow, you know, I, I just to. I just got shocked that you're 25 because I never remember. And I'm like, shit, I'm old. What have I done with my life? I'm not ahead of James <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm eight years older. I should be way ahead of James. What the fuck? You know, like I should like my competitive, my competitive side thinks like, wait, am I a loser? Am I like, you know, I, I need to be better. I need to, you know what I mean? It's like... E- I feel the exact same way about people my age or younger or even people that are slightly older than me who from the outside look successful or fit and healthy. I I look at my bank balance and I get so annoyed that after having worked for seven years, I still have no fucking money. And I I was like, when I was younger, Dago, I was way ahead of everyone else because I came out of school and went straight into working and I didn't go to uni. So I didn't have this like lag. I went straight into earning money. And every year I was getting like a five grand pay rise. And I was like, the trajectory I'm on, I'm going to be earning... 60 70 80 thousand i'm gonna be like a marketing director by the time i'm 26 like one of these and then it just sort of stalled at 22 and i didn't really go any further from that so i i have this like chip on my shoulder a massive frustration that i didn't carry on that trajectory when i started working for myself Mm. and i get like frustrated about that every day i wanted to be way more successful by this point because I, i know i have the potential to do it and i've always believed that but yeah. On a day-to-day, I don't take the actions to back that up. Another thing for me that happened this week that I did, and it was sort of out of the blue, uh, I've got plans to add new products to the wallet store, yep. to Witzel Craftco, expand just beyond the small card holders. And so I made the first iteration of a bifold wallet, a more traditional wallet in the sense yeah. of it. I just made one. I put it out on Twitter, just a picture, like in my hand after I'd done it saying does anyone want this bifold i'll sell it at cost i'm gonna put it up for 135 pounds yeah you said that like 40 bucks yeah yeah exactly and like the tweet didn't do massively well but immediately someone dm'd me saying i'd love to test the wallet i've wanted a bifold how can i pay i was like great cool sent them a link they bought it within three minutes of me putting that Mm. tweet out it was unbelievable and just made me incredibly grateful for twitter and then dago over the next few hours i just kept getting dms from people in fact it was the, the next hour i was getting dms from people saying oh james like i've always wanted one of your wallets i've been seeing what you were doing but i wanted something bigger or more traditional would love to test it out and then someone actually said i would pay more for it like can you put it at 75 pound so i did and he bought it and the other people who were interested i said i've put the price up 75 pound is that still okay they're like yep and i sold five of them so it's Damn. actually my most expensive wallet ever and it's wow. still a prototype it's the best dude i'm so happy because like that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of this process of like connecting with people building a small or big audience and and then just sharing your stuff and seeing instantly if people want it and they mm-hmm. do and like and like if they don't you avoid wasting time and if they do 
It's so motivating. I bet you feel super motivated to do it now and super excited about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because they validated with their money, so it's done now. You know it's going to be a successful product. Um, so how is it going with client work? Since I put the New Year's year in review post out, I had two potential clients reach out who I had calls with and they were very much open to working together. And it didn't feel like I was having to pitch, which was nice. It was very much, they've seen the work, they've listened to the pods and they want to start one and they're ready to go ahead. And that was a, another really nice validating feeling. Having gone from feeling really down to work just sort of coming to me as opposed to me having to do cold outreach yeah. felt really nice at a point where I was really down. Part of my goal this year is to have a small amount of clients that I really enjoy working deeply with as opposed to having lots that I just do light edits for. And then my big client, Untenter CMO, the one that has gone all in on video. And it's funny thinking back to the start of this show when we were talking about it maybe happening. It's now very much happening. We've recorded two episodes now and then the most recent one has shot the episode to number two in the marketing charts in the UK and the number one in Ireland. And Shit. it's been a number load of two marketing podcast in the UK. Wow. Yeah. It's been nice to like feel a bit of success for one of my clients and again and for you more. like dude that's awesome so yeah that's awesome. my week generally feeling a bit better enjoying getting up early client work is going good money's still not great but i just need to keep showing up and doing the work and working with my current clients and sell more wallets i'm so glad to know that the year for you starts with six wallet sales of the new product that you wanted to do i i, I was worried that when the new year started i wouldn't be able to replicate like any any of the wallet sales that i had last year and it was just gonna yeah i know crash. i know the feeling so it's nice that there has been something that has pushed it like i've made 500 pounds this this year in the last 10 awesome. days for the wallets and Shit, that's the best so yeah it's cool and i i, I don't know if you I, i've i don't want to say successfully i've like changed my persona away as much as i can away from the podcasting and more to the leather wallets and people seem to be buying into it and enjoying it oh nice you know it's, yeah uh, yeah i mean it's just more interesting we want to know about the guy doing wallets like it's just more exciting it's like craftsmen <laughs> building stuff even though you're not making much profit so we don't you know we so like that's not maybe not as profitable as the podcast for now but yeah that's like that's just way more exciting because like it's like indie makers startup founders we all want to create stuff so i feel like and we all would like to do something like you do so there's something exciting about it that you're doing it even though it's probably you know it's very tough thank you dude cool. all right then should we wrap it here yeah there's phg game starting so that's the perfect time for it <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode of this indie life i hope you enjoyed the chat between me and dago here if you have any questions or feedback feel free to send us a message we're on twitter our handle is at indie life pod i'll pop a link in the show notes for you and don't forget we're now on youtube you can watch the pod instead of listening to it a reminder that that link will be in the show notes also that's all from me and dago stay indie james out <laughs>